It's the first piece of data you collect on a new calf and one that's important to get right. This is Miranda Ryman, Senior Associate Editor of the Angus Journal. And today we're gonna to cover the timely topic of collecting calf weights. Well, today I'm visiting with Esther McCabe. She's the Director of Performance Programs for the American Angus Association. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Esther. Yeah, absolutely happy to be here. So we're well into calving season and we've, we've heard that there are some questions coming into the association about weights. Weights is kind of one of those important data points that we track. Um, so I guess my first question is just kind of the basics, the, the when do you take weights, how do you take weights, what are some best management practices as we approach birth weights? Yeah, great question. And it's a common question that comes up, um, specifically as we think about birth weights that would be coming into the American Angus Association. Those weights should be taken within 24 hours of calving. Um, so at the same time that you would be tagging those calves, identifying um, who the dam is, taking those calving yeast scores would be the same time that we want to take those birth weights. Now, there's a few different methods available out there in industry to take birth weights, um, but it's important to realize as an American Angus Association member submitting data that we only take those in the form of like a digital scale or what they call a spring scale. The other methods that are out there um, would be a hoof tape measurement as well as um, a heart girth measurement. And again, those are just estimates of the birth weight. That's not taking the actual weight with a scale. Um, and so we want those actual weights to be able to use for things like the birth weight EPD or the calving ease director maternal EPDs. Why is it so important for us to, to get those weights in a specific time frame like that? It's going to be one, close to whenever the calf was born, right? But two, that calf hasn't put on a lot of weight or lost um, a significant amount of weight since birth. And so it's giving us that true, what did it weigh as it came out of the cow type measurement. So there's a lot of different okay. options that, that we can use, but why is it so important to have that, that scale or that accuracy level? Yeah, so using an actual scale to take those weights, again, whether it be a digital scale or that mechanical spring scale, it's giving us the actual measurement for the birth weight of that animal. Something like, say, a hoof tape, it's going to be taking an estimate. So based off of the measurement where the hoof tape measures, that's going to then be correlated over to a birth weight. So it's not the same thing. It's estimating it. And the other things that we've found um, or that research has shown with things um, that would be correlated over like a hoof tape is that their measurements for small calves overestimate their weight and then measurements for heavier calves underestimates their weight. So again, there, there's a weight range in there that it does okay at, but it's not perfect across what we can see um, compared to taking it with a scale. And not that there's one EPD that's, that's more important than another, but if you're going to have a birth weight EPD, you want that as accurate as possible, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that birth weights, it's not only going into that birth weight EPD, it would also be going into our Cavanese Direct and that Cavanese Maternal. So it's having an influence in several places. Um, and so we want that number to be as accurate as what it can be. So as folks are out there in the field taking their, their birth weight measurements, what are the best ways to record those? So there, there's a few different options out there. Um, there's always the good old paper um, notebook and paper and a pen to take that. Um, and then later transferring it over to say an electronic form to submit it to the association. Um, there's others who would use a herd management tool. Um, there are several out there and available from, from various companies 
that would input it, say, um, through an app on their phone, and then it would automatically um, be stored for them to then work with at a later time. I know when I was at uh, National Western and at NCBA convention, we had a lot of folks asking for that black book. That's also Mm -hmm. a good option. Yeah, that's a great option um, as well. If you don't necessarily want to do it electronic or if there's limitations to being able to do that, um, the black book that the association provides is a great tool to be able to go back, use that, and then reference later on for, for other pieces of information as well. Excellent. And if folks have any questions as they get into doing this or they come upon a unique situation, how can they get a hold of somebody there in the office? Yeah, great question. Um, anything that comes up that you're not sure about or you want to have explained further um, or just, just have questions, just call the association at 816-383-5100. Um, and we're happy to help how we can or give you whatever resources you need um, to get the best information. Is there anything else that I haven't covered on this topic that you want to add? I don't think so, um, but we sure hope everybody's having a successful calving season. I'd second that statement with wishes of a safe and successful calving season on behalf of the Angus Journal team as well. For in-depth news on everything that affects your business, subscribe to the Angus Journal today. Visit angusjournal.net for details.